Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pastors of Pain. Times. County, that is. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and I'm here. Welcome back, Father O'Brien, to Stillwater. Father Kerry Wakuch, the uh, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center on the campus of Oklahoma State University. So Father Kerry was saying welcome back because I was not here last week. You were not. Mostly because Father Kerry stinks at scheduling stuff. <laughs> we had tried to schedule to come in and record, and anyway, it didn't work. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on a second. So, hold on. You sent me an email a couple weeks ago. Reply well, well, to. I, no, no, no. This is the what you do. Do do. I sent you, an email like a you, normal person. But you sent me an email from the chair across from you one day. Like I opened my email, you what? could have easily said, "Hey, hey, this thing is going on." Who cares where it when it when from where it comes? It's like I was a half a foot away from you. But then there's a record. <laughs> I could have planned it immediately. Okay, you know what? It's since Let's it is. just thank the Lord that we're here now. I'll, you know what? I'll start my season of Lent now and begin my sufferings with you yes, today for another episode. So uh, <laughs> last week I was in Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale, actually, for, you ready for Hot. this? The NC DVD, also known as the National Conference of diocesan vocation directors. So a vocation director, those of you out there maybe who aren't familiar with the term, a vocation director is a a priest uh, who is helping young people, men and women around the diocese to better discern their vocation. Are they, if they're called specifically to priesthood or religious life, we want to help them. So I am actually not the vocation what? director. How did you get on that gig then? But I am the associate vocation director. Oh, so it's diocese. all the glamour, none of the work? Uh, yeah, it's like being an associate pastor. When people say like, Father, I just totally disagree with this. Then you say, oh, wow, you should talk to the pastor. <laughs> yeah. So our vocation director here in the Diocese of Tulsa, covering the eastern third of the state of Oklahoma, is Stillwater native, Payne County zone, Stillwater High... 2003 Two, one graduate? And a half, one and a half. Father Mike Pratt. Um, anyway, so I assist him and have assisted vocation directors, Father Elkin Gonzalez before him, Father Matt Gerlach before him. I think I've been in the vocation office like six or seven years now. Seriously? Do you, who, wait, who did we just ordain a deacon that graduated from OSU? Because we have like... Deacon have, Shane Hewson. Oh, that's right. Oklahoma State grad was just ordained uh, just a couple days ago. In Roma. In, at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome by yeah. uh, Cardinal Daniel DiNardo. He and, and 40 other guys Whoa. from around the United States. That's still not enough. We need were more ordained as transitional deacons. And then uh, Deacon Shane and two others here in the Diocese of Tulsa, Deacon James Porter of Sand Springs, Oklahoma. Go Sandites. Charles Page High School. And then uh, Deacon David David Carvajal. Uh, well, I think I remember him. Did he uh, go to Bishop uh, Kelly High School? He went to Bishop Kelly High uh, School. Yes. We knew him back in the day. And uh, anyway, the, all those, all three guys will be ordained uh, priests in the summer of 2019. Does the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, uh, they have a vocation director? What's his name? Father Brian Bittner. Him? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That is him. I've been inviting him up yeah. a lot. Like, hey, dude, get up here. Shout out to uh, Father Brian Bittner. Yeah. He's in Lawton. <laughs> oh, boy. Blessed Sacrament, I think, is his parish. In Lawton, Oklahoma. Send us an angry call if you 
if I, if that's not correct. Is that yeah the pastor? But anyway, there. shout out to all those guys. So yeah, new uh, new deacon, soon to be priest. Sweet. So anyway, I was gone last week. Father Kerry was here and had a couple of the Focus missionaries on. So we've been talking yeah. about Focus a lot. We did an episode a couple of weeks ago yeah. about what is uh, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And then uh, we're, Father Kerry had you know, some special guests. Yeah, and we're planning for the SEEK Stephen conference now in January. You're going to hopefully take between uh, o, uh, the uh, Catholic Student Center at OU, the Archdiocese, Diocese of Tulsa, and OSU and TU have been planning this like to get a big push to each campus, take around 200 students to, to SEEK. It's, there's 15,000 that will be there at SEEK, 15,000 college students in Indianapolis from around the U.S., and we're hoping to take about 400 from the state of Oklahoma. Hey, if you want to uh, make a big difference in the life of people, you should, uh, you people out there listening, you should sponsor a student to go to SEEK. Whoa, that's a good call idea. Father Kerry. Call Father Kerry. Yes. And uh, give, him, give him some money. Right. Yeah, it costs about 400 bucks to send a college student there. Yeah, it'll, and when, it'll and bust when they, them, though, change their life. When they come so back, brilliant. whoa, the Lord has woken up their hearts. It's amazing. Yeah, you hear something. I've some never of, even been. I just know the fruit of it. I see the fruit of it on the other side. When I moved to Stillwater in January, uh, I was meeting college students who had yeah. just gotten back, and they were just... I mean, in confession. Um, yeah, 65 students, out. daily mass. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Long line. Well, so anyway, it's good to be. I'm going to I'm gonna take, I couldn't find a, I couldn't find a coffee cup, yeah, so I it, have a... I wish you all could be here because we're, we record uh, the podcast here in the um, Stillwater Radio uh, studios at Pete 94.3, uh, and, and this podcast radio show plays on Pete 94.3 on Sunday mornings at 10.30. <sighs> so when we get here... Um, you know, we're, we're maybe a little thirsty. I think we both just came from Mass. Uh, you know, we're a, a little parched. Uh-huh. So r- both of us realized that neither of us have our wallets, which mm-hmm. uh, probably shouldn't be driving without my wallet, but I did because I thought I had it, but I didn't. Yeah. So Father Kerry rolls in here, and he is drinking coffee out of a paper, paper bowl. Well, I couldn't find a coffee cup. He couldn't find a coffee there cup. There was a coffee cup, it's but it looked like it was owned by somebody here. It's quite a sight. I don't. I don't think I've honestly couldn't drink it out of a shoe because I'm currently wearing chacos. Hot liquid out of a paper bowl. Yeah, it's kind of dull. Cool. It's like pho. <gasps> oh, I love pho. pho. We need. We we need to go. We need to go. The best pho restaurant. Now this is. I love their Where? pun. In Tulsa is pho ni. In Tulsa, yeah, over yeah. in East Tulsa, it's yeah. incredible yeah. pho. Twenty first and Garnett. Best pho Check it out. you've ever had. Or oh, it's glorious. When I, I love it when like the noodles slap you in the face because they're so hot they leave burn marks on like your cheek. Have you ever had that happen? Uh, no. Oh, well, I, I guess might it, be eating I, it wrong. I, <laughs> you know what you shouldn't. You're not supposed to put your whole face into the bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you do is you, you actually take like chopsticks or a fork and you actually oh, bring what? the food to your mouth. It's a whole. I. It's a whole different way. This of is. This is going to change my you're world like, now. You're like Ralphie in, from Christmas Story. <laughs> you put your whole face into the mashed potatoes. That's that's who you are. Thanks. Uh, so it is the kind of end of September. We're coming up on the month of October, which is awesome. Whoa. I know. Time is six flying. weeks, Six, seven weeks of school already? By. I can't even keep track anymore. Jesse probably knows. And I was thinking that uh, I've been thinking a lot about... Uh, prayer lately, which I mean, we should all think about on a regular basis. I, I really am having a hard time taking you seriously as you drink coffee out of a bowl. <laughs> Just trying to stay hydrated. I really wish you all could see this. Hey, hey, what um, what was the uh, you told me the other day about prayer? 
You said some uh, priest gave a talk at the NCDVD, oh, and it and it's like you said it like it was like an earthquake or it a slayed, like it slayed me, as my friend Father John Parks yeah. from Phoenix would say. I got slayed. Anyway, we're at this conference, and, there, and this this conference is wonderful. It's it's just priests from all over the country. There's about 200, 200, 250 priests from all over the country, and there were these different breakout sessions on seminarians, on kind of generational mm-hmm. things of like what you know millennials and Gen Z and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, there was one presentation, uh, and I don't even remember the name of it, but the priest is Father Brett Brannon. And Father Brannon oh, save a thousand souls guy. is a priest of the Diocese of Savannah, Georgia. He's an author of a, of a very popular book in the vocation world. If you're out there and you're discerning your vocation, if you're a young man, uh, there's a great book called To Save a Thousand Souls by Father Brannon. Yeah. I have a bunch of copies. Father it's free, too, yeah? We'll, we'll give it to you, free of charge. Anyway, he gave this presentation, and he starts it out. He was just talking about the prayer life that we should expect from our seminarians, but also that we need to model as priests. Yep. And I don't know if it was his opening line, but it was early on. And he said, uh, when you hear the phrase, uh, my work is my prayer, Whoa. he said, that is a very popular phrase by ex-priests. <laughs> he, my work is my prayer. Basically, of like, I'm too, either I'm too busy to pray or I just, my work is my prayer. He said, that is like the anthem of every former of priest. former priests. And everybody in the room was just like, oh, goodness. <laughs> holy, holy cow. Um, you know, because, I mean, I think in, in that room, I mean, th- these are guys who, who, who pray. But, I mean, it's a temptation. I know I've certainly have, have done it, have fallen into that, to the, the idea that there's just too much to do today. Mm-hmm. And something has to give, and, and it's going to be my prayer life. Now, every single time I do that, every single time, in the 11 years I've been a priest, in the oh, yeah. five years I was in seminary, and even before that, every single time I, I do that, I, I absolutely regret it. Um, because what ultimately what I find, and hopefully everyone else out there finds, is when you pray, um, it brings balance to yeah, things. Sure. It puts things in priority. You're putting God at the center and then everything radiates out from that. And so when when busyness comes and prayer goes to the to the trash, then life is going to get out of balance, life is going to get out of whack. And then that's when vocations and this is true, I mean this is true, certainly true for us as priests, but anyone out there listening, vocations start to get undermined when there is not prayer to priesthood, marriage, to build religious them up. life. Yeah, oh heck yeah. Heck yeah. So anyway, so we've been, Father Kerry and I have been talking a lot about prayer. We live, you know, we live in the same We live in a rectory. Maybe we should just get these huge microphones uh, that we have here at the radio station and just put them in our living room. We would avoid the drive, the drive up per- down <laughs> Perkins Road with all the traffic. Yeah. Well, all, wait, all the traffic? There was, there were like, there was like multiple cars. <laughs> there was like dozens of cars. Maybe we should get a helicopter and we just ease it Ooh, and just fly over here. Okay, I, bless, so I blessed a helicopter once. That's right, you did. I am the envy of all my priest friends when I tell them that I've blessed a helicopter. They're like, what? You blessed What about that priest who blessed an elephant? He sent me a picture of it. I forget wow, who it I was. would bless an elephant. He was like living near Circus Town or something like that. 
the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi is coming up October 4th. So anybody got an elephant, if you, have you, an elephant you ride it to St. Francis, bring park it, it out in front. Just a couple weeks ago, we had a bunch of cows. That's right. <laughs> they were like, what? Our neighbor's cows, the neighbor's cows got loose and were on the property right before the Saturday 5 p.m. mass. It was a trip. I could not believe it. We called the, hi- the highway patrol came. It was awesome. So memorable. I called my mom immediately <laughs> to tell her that I was... A country, a country pastor. And Things that have, don't happen have, in Houston. Physical proof. I got cows on the property. It was awesome. <laughs> anyway, so we've been talking a lot about prayer, and I thought we might just dive in, Father Kerry, on a very common prayer, a prayer that is, I mean, in the Christian world, it's kind of universally known, whether you're Catholic or yeah. not. Um, and the prayer is the Our Father. Yeah, and the, so we the prayer. The, it's the prayer, the perfect prayer. Um, we say, you know, it's the, it's the, it's, it's really the. Can I say this? Is it the only prayer that Christ taught us? I think so. Because when have to look there, that there's one up. well, there's those three scenes in the scriptures. There's one where he goes to the mountaintop, and he sends the twelve apostles out on the boat, yep. and they go out to sea, and it says he's alone in prayer, but it doesn't say anything of what's going on there. There's like no, there's no like Jesus didn't sit down and like write down in a journal. This is what my father and I were talking about with the Holy Spirit in prayer. No, it doesn't. Uh, there is the one in Luke's gospel that was the reading from last week, the gospel from last week. It says he went alone with the disciples in solitude and prayer. Yes, and then he asked them from prayer, "Hey guys, who do people say that I am?" Yep. Then there's a there's another one. Where's the other one? Uh, that he's oh in the beginning of Mark's gospel when he's going out and he goes out to the edge of the city after all those miracles like Mark chapter four or somewhere in that ballpark he goes out to the edge of town and he's entering in prayer but it doesn't say what he says so when the when the disciples of Jesus say hey Jesus you know John, you know John he's like yeah he's like well John uh, John taught his disciples how to pray and he's like teach me how to pray even teach me how to pray. Teach me. Oh my how to gosh! Pray. I can't no, teach, you just teach did me that. how to pray. That wow, that hilarious. just came to me. I have no idea where that came from. So one thing I would say is, uh, you know, obviously we're we're you know a little radio show podcast here. We're not going to be able. We're not going to give you a uh, an extended. Father Carey's now drinking out of his coffee bowl again. <laughs> uh, we're not going to give you an extended treatise on the Our Father, but what I will tell you is that there is a place to go if you want to if you want to really know about the Our Father, and it is. The Catechism of the Catholic Church. Catechism of the Catholic Church is split up into four sections. The fourth section of the Catechism. So the first section is on the Apostles' Creed. The second section uh, is on the the sacraments, excuse me, the sacraments. And then the third part is on the commandments of the Church, the moral life, how to be happy. Uh And then the fourth is on prayer. So if you start at paragraph 2777, 2777, there is a beautiful meditation on each of the phrases of the Our Father. And I just want to recommend that to all my, to all my people out there. Yeah? Part four of the Catechism. Part four of the Catechism? Check it out. What, what's the one in the breviary that we always read? Is that Cyril of Jerusalem or Cyril of Alexandria? I don't remember. There's one of the. I think it's Cyril of Jerusalem. And Cyril of Jerusalem has a like eight paragraph, it's like probably 10 to 12 pages, commentary on the Our Father. Mm. And he just rolls right through it. And it's like, 
it's it's an incredible read. We read it. Oh, uh, I think in ordinary time, somewhere in the like second or third week. So of this ordinary is in time. the in the in the liturgy of the yeah, hours. Yeah, the priest liturgy of the hours. Priests pray every day, but that the people, the laity, are encouraged to pray as well. Okay, so why is the Our Father? It, it's the prayer. It's taught. By, Jesus teaches his disciples. Yeah. Why is it important? Why do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, one because it is. It was given to us by Jesus, and whatever he gives us is important um, <laughs> yeah but it's i think it's a, you know it's a prayer that when you when you really look at it and when you really pray it or when you really study it there is so much there it's 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 like everything you need it's all it's all there um now un- unfortunately it, you know maybe it's a prayer that we this is going to sound terrible but like that maybe we pray too often in that it's a when we when we when we're something is so common, yeah, we can just fly through it. Uh, we don't. Uh, you can get through it in one breath, right? I've heard and people so, pray it and they're yeah. like, they sound like auctioneers. Yeah, and and not they're not they're not thinking it through. They're not praying it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I mean, and that may be yeah. if you're out there listening, like what a what an interesting spiritual that'd be a good spiritual practice, just by yourself. Just pray it, but don't not not because you want you need to get through it and on to the next bead of your rosary, or uh, you know during mass, even during mass, yeah. I think sometimes we pray it we pray it too fast. It's just all there, kind of everything you need. I mean, it addresses you know our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I mean, it's just this this the awe and reverence that we have for God mm-hmm. is all right there. Um, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I mean, so it's, Lord, we want, we want your will to be done in our lives and in this world. Pretty sweet. On earth as it is in heaven. And then we ask the Lord for something. So it's not, we're praising God, hallowed be your name. Yeah. And, that's, and again, hallowed, you know, it's not a word we use a whole lot, but hallowed be your name. Uh, and then we ask for something. Give us. I mean, just we're we're not even pleased. It's just give us, <laughs> give us this day, our, our s- daily bread. Yeah. And then we ask for something else, and forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our our sins, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then we ask for something else, and lead us not into temptation. And then we ask for something else but deliver us from evil. So we're asking for a lot. We're praising God. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, the, it's the way to pray. We praise God for who God is in his majesty and his glory. And then we ask for what it is that we need, our daily bread, for God's mercy, forgiveness, for to lead us not into temptation mm. and to yeah. deliver us from evil. What more do you need? Jesus summarizes there it all it together oh, right there and says, gorgeous. here you go. Gorgeous. Okay, how often how often should people pray it? I mean, is it like something you pray like, you know, every Sunday? Is it something like, you know, we pray once a week, a couple times a day? What do you, what do you, yeah, what do you no, suggest? Yeah, I mean, I think it, 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 it deserves more frequent use uh, in, our, in our lives. But I think only if, if it's going to be done in a, in a prayerful way. Uh, I mean, so I, I see it a lot, and this happens a lot in, in Catholic circles. So it's something I know we're working on at St. Francis Xavier, especially among, like, our, our youth group, our middle school and high school youth, but also even, like, within our staff. Um, 
that we as Catholics, we're not that good at like praying spontaneously. Yeah. Um, and part of that is because we have such a rich tradition of kind of rote prayers. The Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, the Rosary, um, the Memorare, the Angel. I mean, there's just these beautiful prayers that we've been given and passed down. Um, and so what happens a lot of times is is, is it, you'll call on someone, hey, would you you know would you pray to like start this meeting or you pray to start this <laughs> evening of youth group? And everybody, oh, 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 oh you know, everybody oh. freaks out. They pee their pants. Then, <laughs> you get you know you get pants peers over at St. Francis. We do. Everyone, everyone, we encourage it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's it brings humility. What was that line from Tommy Boy? No, no, it's a uh, it's from Billy Madison. Billy Madison. He's like, I'm the. the if, if peeing your pants is popular, I'm Miles Davis or something. All, like the, all the cool kids pee their pants. <laughs> so, but then pe- people then immediately go to some rote prayer, and and it's not that's not a bad thing. Um, but a lot of times we used to do this at when, like at Bishop Kelly, when we would go and like we pray with the football team, yeah, before the game. So I would always, you know, I'd lead lead them in prayer, going to give them a blessing before they go out on the field. But then we always ended with the Our Father. And it was the fastest Our Father. Like it was as yeah. if time, time is running down. And, and we got to finish this, you know, to get on the field. The fastest Our Father in like in, in history. And I don't, I don't fault anyone for that. I mean, it's just something that we, it was kind of just sort of happened. But if we really pray the Our Father, I would recommend everybody out there that it's something that you pray morning, afternoon, evening three times a day three times a day yeah i think that's what the church prescribes is something along the because because with the like the liturgy the hours uh the monastic prayer life of the church that the the church always has those opportunities throughout the day morning prayer at lauds evening prayer vespers and then at the liturgy of the day to to pray the our father yes yeah it's praying it a lot when I was out at Clear Creek Monastery, they they pray it like nine times a day. Every time we had a meal. Oh, really? So so four meals a day, three meals a day, uh, we prayed the Our Father. Then at the hours, all the hours, we prayed the um, the liturgy of the hours. Uh, we prayed the Our Father, and then at, at high mass or at your at your private mass in the morning, you prayed the Our Father. Wow. So it's just constant. Did, I we had this uh, professor in seminary in his. His uh, brother-in-law was a Cistercian monk, a, a, basically a hermit, and he would he asked him about prayer one time when he was visiting him, and he's and he they talked about the Our Father, and he says, "I have trouble making it past the word Father." He says because it just brings me into such divine intimacy with God the Father. Holy cow! And he says, and I just pray Our Father, and I think about that. And I can work in the garden in my hermitage. You know, there's 50 other monks at this but monastery. no one's talking. No one's talking in this monastery and somewhere up in New England somewhere. Uh, so I think there's Cistercians, so they're probably not listening to this. So I can say whatever I want now. But he said he would pray the Our Father. His brother-in-law would. past Father. And he, he said he would have to, like, push the limits to get through the rest of the Our Father because it was such a beautiful prayer. Wow. Just to be able to meditate wow. on that. Yeah. It's uh, it it is it's beautiful and so I, I and this may be the I mean those of you listening like have you ever slowed down and prayed the Our Father re- slowly yeah or has it always been as part of something larger um I would just I'd recommend it yeah I'd recommend it I think you'll 
you'll find and I don't know if you know if you if you'll be like this Cistercian monk here, you know, where you can't get past the father. But pray the our father w- not being in a hurry. Not, not being an auctioneer in a Christian. And see what happens. Yeah. Here's what the other thing I love, um you know, at mass, we pray the our father at every at every mass. Uh and there's a little line that sometimes gets lost or that people may not hear, but it's the priest's introduction to the Our Father. So next time you're Wait, at Mass— Taught by Our Savior's command? Uh, oh, man. I'm going to mess taught it up. Taught by Our Savior's command. At the sa- no, so the priest says, at this, it's after the sign of peace. Yeah. No. No, it's before the sign of peace. <laughs> Sorry. The priest says, at the Savior's command— and formed. and formed by divine teaching, Ooh, we yes. dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven. And then we pray it together. So the priest has that introduction. And I am struck on a regular basis, including today at Mass. We dare to say. Hmm. And, and so you go to kind of like one of you know, the gifts of the Spirit, like the f- fear of God. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the Our Father, we say, hallowed, hallowed be your name. I mean, that God is infinitely bigger and greater than we can possibly imagine. And so for us to address God, like we we dare to say. Shoot. So think about that. I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a, that's a pretty, prof- as opposed to like, now, of course, God is our friend. Yes. But, but as opposed to kind of, just always being really informal yeah. with the Lord, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I guess the word dare there is... Yeah, like... It, it kind of catches I, you off guard. Like, yeah. like you da- I, I dare, dare you to go I in dare there. You. Yeah. And it's like, well, uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do that. Well, but then you think about like the, the times when... When the people, especially in the Old Testament, the times when people met God. So you think of like Moses at the burning bush. Yeah. Like, what was the first thing Moses did at the burning bush? He took off he his took shoes. off his sandals. Yeah. This is holy ground. Elijah? Yeah. I, I mean uh, the Israelites, when they see when they see God, when God is revealed, um uh, I mean people people hit the floor. There's this there's this reverence and this awe of Almighty God that I think kind of culturally we've we've lost or we are losing and that we need to gain back. And so that's why I love that introduction. Um, at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven. Anyway, it's just, it's beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Okay, so teach it. Learn it. If you don't know it out there, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not, uh, no one ever taught me that, Our Father. I suggest learning it. Yes. And there's, there's. We'll uh, be happy to teach it to you. Yeah, he, he's just he, he, pr- he prayed the Our Father we, about nine or ten times. We're running out of uh, time, but what, what's the deal with the uh, at the end? So this is where where sometimes Catholics and Protestants, when we try to pray together, oh right, it gets a little uh, awkward. Yeah. So we come to the end. Lead us not into uh, temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. Yeah. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory. Now. What's that? For, what is that? What is happening it, there? It, well, you know, prior to. Uh, Vatican II, there was we had that liturgy, the the Council of Trent liturgy, and that prayer is said by the priest at the Our Father. It's not said by the people, right? 
and, and so it, it's somehow, as you know, you're reading these documents from church documents from, you know, the Middle, middle Ages, you can see how it actually snuck into the Bible. Someone like wrote it into their prayer book. That was what I was taught. They wrote it into their prayer book, and then it became the norm, and then it got passed on, and people prayed it all the time mm. uh, as that. Now, that was always in the liturgical prayer. They always prayed that way, but never on their own. So somehow it made it from the Mass, the Catholic Mass, into the Protestant Our Father. Huh. Well, so, they, so they have part of our Mass. I'm going to read up on that. Yeah, That's you should. Something I know as a priest, I always if I know that there are like at a wedding, for example, when there might be a lot of non-Catholics there, I will uh, do a quick amen to kind of cut it off so we don't go into "For thine is the kingdom." Yeah, there's we'll that get, awkward moment. We'll for thine is it. But anyway, you have wasted another thirty minutes listening. Wasted? To us they heard my voice. Talk about uh, lots of things. But anyway, we've been talking about the Our Father. We're the pastors of pain. That is a beautiful gift. Father Kerry Wakulich of St. John Catholic Student Center. Father Brian O'Brien of St. Francis Xavier of Stillwater, Oklahoma. Come visit us. Please pray for us. God bless you. God bless you.